Welcome, everyone, to an episode of Maybe Next Year, the only podcast that will do a great show and then, you know, follow it up with a press conference destroying the entire show. My name is Frank. <laughs> I'm Scott. I'm Paul. And I'm so sick of working with dumbass, dumbass pieces of shit like Paul demand or EVPs. Uh, if you don't get that, I don't care. Uh, it's <laughs> Bills week. The Bills are going to play football. The The Bills are excited. I'm excited. You guys are excited. Um, Paul is is we're doing a morning show. It's a it's a, so you know feel free to call in. It's a morning yep. zoo with Scott and Paul and 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 the and the bulldog. <laughs> um, Sharon Osborne is here. Uh, right. You know everyone. Hit everyone some, uh, talk. Yeah. Wacky whistles and have some giveaways. Yep. Uh, no, we're doing this because Scott is currently. Uh, he says he's not in international waters. I'm just going to keep saying you are in international waters because that's much it's better theater of the mind. Uh, he's on a cruise, sure. Uh, and and so that's cool. Uh, and then the Bills play in about 36 hours, uh, which is is exciting and terrifying. Um, so let's start with that question, Scott. Uh, you know, how excited are you uh, for this this game on Thursday night against yep. the defending Super Bowl champions? I'm very excited. I'm not so excited that I'm going to get up at four o'clock in the morning on a cruise line to <laughs> watch it somewhere. Um, Fair. but I am pretty excited. Um, so I think it'll be fun. I mean, I, I think it'll be good. To, I mean, I'm excited to, to see Von Miller in a Bills uniform. I'm excited to see him play the Rams. Yeah. Uh, I think it's going to be cool to, um, you know, see the bills looking, you know, I, obviously we left on, I don't say a low note, um, but definitely you don't want to say a high note either because they lost the game, but obviously it was exciting to see them the last time they were on the field. So it was good. And I'm looking forward to seeing some of that offensive action again. And then, you know, if we just play 13 seconds longer, you know, we can probably win a lot of games this year. So. I think so. Or if Good, they reduce the a, length of games to 59-47, even better. Yeah, that would work as well. Right. <laughs> <laughs> um, Paul, are you are you equally as excited? You know, Scott, oh, yeah. steadfastly avoid spoilers in the chat for you. So we, I'll text Paul independently so you're not waking up to you know okay. whatever happens but paul um yeah. how excited are you yeah i mean i am i'm as pumped as i've been for any season in my adult life the nfl game day crew all six of them um came up with their super bowl picks today that's rich eisen steve mariucci kurt warner michael Irvin, cynthia freeland and rachel Bonetta. how many of those six do you think picked the bills to win the super bowl i know the answer to this i'm gonna let scott guess three the correct answer Frank, do you want to give the correct answer? The correct answer is all six. Six, yes. That includes what? Mike. That includes Michael Irvin picking the Bills to beat the Cowboys in the Super Bowl. If there's anyone that's who, completely insane, right? Uh, and, and Kurt Warner picking the Bills to beat the Rams in the Super Bowl. Imagine so. that. They're like, there's there's not a TV producer there that could talk one of them into just like we need to break this up. Could you pick somebody else, please? <laughs> no, yeah. they they all did it, which is I guess a story a little little interesting. Yeah. It is. So if, if that doesn't generate excitement for you on what, you know, is expected this season, uh, I don't know what will. There has never been a season like this, like I said, in our adult lives where the Bills have been considered the team to beat. Uh, it could immediately all be ruined within the next uh, 36 hours here. I'm hoping not. I think this is going to be uh, an exciting opener to the season. But, yeah, I can't ever recall being this amped going into a, a season as I am this one. 
There was a mention last week about whether, you know, losing to the the Rams would sort of put a damper on the season. We'll we'll talk about that because, you know, certainly the first part of the the season is tough. So we'll have to kind of get into whether um whether that that would be warranted or not. But we'll we'll do that. Let's briefly rip off the names of the captains here. Um Josh Allen, Stefan Diggs and Mitchell Morse uh or Mitch Morse on um on His name's probably Mitchell. Probably I mean, Mitchell. Yeah. Micah Hyde, Jordan Poyer, and Tremaine Edmonds are, are the defensive captains. Uh, and uh, also Von Miller, <coughs> excuse me. Um, uh, special teams, we got Matikevich, Taiwan Jones. Uh, so I, I think that's a big snub to Tyler Bass. I think that could really ruin team chemistry. Uh, yeah. No, that's fine. Um, and then because it's just a quick injury report list, I know we would normally do this closer to the yeah. preview of the game, but just like... You know, Tommy Doyle and Quentin Morris didn't practice with foot and hamstring injuries. Uh, and then everybody else that we're expecting to play, uh, Isaiah McKenzie, Jordan Poyer, Tim Settle, all full participants so far. Obviously, no Trey White, um, but that sort of is without saying because he's on the pup. And the Rams just have uh, Van Jefferson. He does not practice in wide receiver with uh, a knee injury. That's the only uh, injury report. So the Bills are going into that first part of the season very healthy. Um you know, all things considered, of course, with Trey White being the notable exception. Um, but they do have the rest of their team there. They have, you know, they have people to play cornerback. Uh, and with that, I kind of want to get into our, um, for you know, quarter season previews and our um, uh, this day in Bill's headlines. There are no listener questions this week, which is right. fine by me, um, unless Paul has one that I'm not aware of. Because nope, I, just, I do not. Didn't even didn't even post yesterday because work went crazy. <laughs> the hell with it. Sorry, guys. Uh, you know, you, there's a million people talking about the Bills these two days, so ask one of them. Or ask us on Twitter, at MNY Bills and yep. at Farnk101, F-A-R-N-K-101, and we'll shoot the shit about the Bills. I'm, I'm sure that'll be good. Um, and, okay, so let's look at our, We, as new listeners may or may not know, we'd like to break the, the season into quarters uh, and kind of go through the four games and, and kind of give our ideas about where we think the bills will be at the end of four games and then reevaluate after four weeks. And so let's obviously have the Rams game tomorrow night. Um, and then Scott, they, they host the Titans on Monday night in week two. Then they go on the road to the Miami dolphins, uh, and on the road to the Ravens. So I think the Titans are probably the only team that some people are really saying have gotten weaker. I think a mm -hmm. lot of people are maybe not high on the dolphins and Ravens, but certainly have them trending upwards. Um, do you want to give some thoughts on those three games and where you think they'll end up? Sure. I'd say, I think, I think those are two and one. I think, I think the dolphins is a win. I'm not mm -hmm. sold on Tua. all the, all the Tua stuff, the new coordinator, you know, bringing in Tyree kill from the chiefs. I'm not, I'm not concerned. I mean, again, like, I mean, okay. Am I a little concerned? Sure. I'm a little concerned. Like after last year, when we lost to Jacksonville, like I'm a little concerned about every game on some level, like you can't see NFL by definition, someone's going to win and there's another team. So yeah, it, it's theoretically possible to lose. So that makes me a little concerned, but no, I'm not, I'm not, I don't think that I wouldn't bet on the dolphins to win that game. Um, I'm not sure I'd bet on the Titans or the Ravens to win those games, but I'd also not sure that I can really confidently say the Bills are going to go three and out. I think with Jackson back and healthy, the Ravens are a different team. I mean, they were they were among the you know the league's best last year through Jackson being healthy, and then once he got hurt, they were still okay even with Hundley the backup. Um, you know, not obviously not Lamar Jackson, 
Um, and the Bills obviously won a, a close playoff game against them two years prior. So it's not like they, they, they can't play the Bills well. They have a ball control offense that that kind of is a bit of the if you were going to, you know, if you were planned for beating the Bills, um, your, your plan can only be one of two things, either ball control and kind of, you know, keeping the ball away from us and just winning, you know, 20, 21, 20, kind of not to bring up old bad memories um, mm-hmm. or to outscore us you know, like the chiefs did 59 to 56 or whatever it was. Um, the Ravens can certainly play that way. So I think that that is a theory of victory for them. And then the Titans. Yeah. I mean, have they gotten a little weaker? Sure. But I mean, Derek Henry obviously is someone who can, he is still playing, right? I'm pretty yeah, sure. He is. Yeah. Yep. I haven't and been following too much. News. So he's yeah, he's, he's still good. So yeah. Yeah. So again, he is someone who, again, last year, tight game down to the closing minutes can go either way. You have Josh Allen slip up the one yard line and the Titans win. Like that's the, that, that could easily happen again. Could the bills just as easily win that game? Sure. But I just, I think the law of averages catches up to the bills a little bit. And so I end up with two and one for those three games. Okay. Uh, I think, I think Scott rightly identifies the two teams, Paul, that are more capable of ball control than the other. And I think that that is certainly a theory of victory. Um, how do you feel about those three games? Yeah, I, I largely agree with Scott. I will get the Dolphins out of the way first because I feel they are the least of the threat. Yes, they improved all around Tua, but they still are going with Tua. And we know from their flirting with Deshaun Watson in the offseason that they are in, we're interested in upgrading there. And they also didn't really they improved their offensive line a little bit, but uh, they need to improve it a lot of bit. And I don't know if they did that. Uh, can they beat the Bills? Certainly. They played them close in the second game last year. But I think really that's the one game where I'm not as uncomfortable. And I think you pointed out rightly, Frank, that the Ravens are are trending up. And and Scott know that they played well with Huntley. And Mer- they were in a pretty brutal division last year. The the Bengals won the AFC title. The Steelers, despite every odd against them, uh, be, were, were a playoff team. The Browns were still uh, competent, not a playoff team like they were in 2020, but still good. And yet the the Ravens hung right in there. Uh, right till the end without Lamar and without about like like their first 10 running backs were about hurt. So, you know, with the the ball control abilities, that's going to be an issue. And then, yeah, the Titans, they have beaten the Bills now twice in a row, but they haven't won in Buffalo in a decade. So that's a bit reassuring, but they still have Derrick Henry, which is not reassuring uh, as any Bills fan goes. I will be, I'm going to say the same thing that, that Scott didn't think they go two and one in these games. I'll be a, I'll be a little more bold and pick the games. I think the Titans game is a close one. I think they they end up winning that. I think they'll beat the Dolphins. I think the Ravens will be that that loss where it's like, well, you know, they're it's it's a good team. They've got Lamar back. They have a good running game. It's on the road. Just odds weren't in the Bills' favor that day. Yeah, not to not to go beyond the quarter of the season, but I think it's it bears pointing out that you know you guys are picking them two to one. I'm. I'm probably in that boat with you too, uh, as I think out loud here. But the 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 problem with starting, you know, two and one out of those three games, and then whatever you add to the Rams game, you know, you're you're following up with Steelers, Chiefs, and Packers to round out yeah. October. And so really, you could be looking at three and four or four and three. You're not too far from that. Um, th- which isn't to say that the Bills aren't a good team if they come out with that, because there's there's you know 
three Super Bowl contenders in the first seven games for the Bills. So, you know, it's it's definitely going to have to remind there was a chance that at the end of October, we will be reminding ourselves that this season is about January and not so much September and October, especially as the as the uh, the, the schedule lightens up a little go actually quite a lot going forward. Um, you know, then you, you, you finish with, you know, Jets, Vikings, Browns, Lions, Patriots, Jets, Dolphins, Bears, Bengals, and Patriots. And I think that, you know, the back, the back, uh, that would be 10 is a lot more comfortable for the, for everybody than the bot, than the first seven. Um, you know, I, I, I can't decide between, the the Titans and the and the Ravens. I think they're gonna beat the Titans because I think they've had the Titans number and they just haven't been able to. They had the Titans number last time and they just couldn't finish it off. I I, I do think there might be, you know, just enough of a of a drop off um, with the passing game with the Titans losing AJ Brown um, <clears throat> to to make the difference. You know, that could be some third downs that don't get converted right there. As far as I'm concerned, I'm with you guys that until further notice, the Dolphins are 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 considered. Uh, a, a win for the Bills. Uh, the Ravens game is probably the one that I most most worry about out of, out of those three. I think I think again, the, you know, there's a couple different ways that you're, you can exploit the Bills. I think the Rams, not to get ahead of ourselves, have one of those ways, and the other one is the the Ravens way, where you can you can create just enough um, uh, ball control to to keep the ball out of the offense's hands. That said, it'll be a great test of the new defensive line and a guy named Von Miller. Uh, you know, to see if they can really contain Jackson and create pressure and force him into uh, roles that he's uncomfortable with. So, you know, I'm not going to I'm I'm going to pick two and one as well. I'm certainly reserving my right, as you guys are, to change your mind at the at the time when we actually pick the game. But at the at the beginning, uh, these three games seem like a two and one and we'll add whatever the final game is in at the end. Uh, we should continue because uh, we're we're doing great here, um, and I've just cursed it. So <laughs> now it's time for this day in Bill's headlines, and uh, let's do that, and then we'll uh, we'll get to the the Rams game, I think, because there's not much else we need to talk about. Right. Uh, since we we are we are podcasting twice for the in a five day span here, uh, I did not redo this day in Bill's headlines because we only read three of them last time, and I did twelve. So these mm-hmm. are going to be nine headlines from September one. So put on your not quite eve of the season hat, but, you know, as we approach the season hat and see how we can do with these nine headlines. So 2018 Buffalo Bills wide receiver blanks knee injury, not believed to be serious. Blank was utilized in the run game and on special teams on Thursday night in the preseason game. He carried the ball once for five yards and showed that he could be a dangerous return man if given the chance. Blank had one kick return for 32 yards and three punt returns for 44 yards with a few wide receiver spots up for grabs. Blank was on his way to making a case for a spot before he exited the game with injury. Um, Give me the year again. Sorry. Yeah, it's it's 2018. I'll give a little more of a hint, too, which is he did make the team. And he did have a handful of kick returns and receptions in 2018. Uh, and last season, he was actually the NFL's leader in punt returns and punt return yards uh, with the Pittsburgh Steelers, where he's been their primary kick and punt returner and a, and a situational wide receiver for the last two years. Um, yeah, I know who this is. It bothers <laughs> me that I don't remember his name. Because he was, he was the specialist, right? Yep, you know, a six-round pick out of uh, the 2018 draft by the Bills out of Clemson, if that helps. 
Mm. Oh, it's not him. It's the other guy. It's McLeod. Ray Ray McLeod. Correct. Ray Ray. Good job, Scott. The, the school often helps. Scott. I was thinking who who is the who is the other one? Um, who is the uh, one that I'm thinking of? The not Rogers, <laughs> but like Andre Roberts, yeah, maybe. Roberts, I'm getting, that's what it is. Thank you. Yes, yeah. Andre Roberts. I was definitely going to say Andre Roberts if I thought of it. So I'm glad I didn't. Okay. I was getting law school flashbacks there because my professor used to joke that that's the ultimate Socratic method question. What am I thinking? You just, you just <laughs> to try and tease out the conversation. <laughs> what am I thinking? Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. I'm reading a book right now that's using the Socratic method and it's, yeah, it, it gets on my nerves after a little while. Yeah. Um, look, we're already <laughs> one headline in and we're talking about Socratic method. So Perfect. there is our don't get off track thing. All right, uh, 2016, uh, Buffalo Bills released kicker Jordan Gay, signed former Patriots linebacker Blank. Blank profiles as a weak side inside linebacker, which could help his chances of making the roster. That's the spot the Bills are thin at behind starter Zach Brown. Bills have now added linebackers in consecutive days. Bills acquired uh, on Tuesday Laurenti McRae in a trade with the Packers. Not Teddy Bruschi, right? I'll give I'll give some hints that could help. He played all 16 games for the Bills in 2016. Uh, he had only 60 defensive snaps, but 336 special team snaps. But the next year was flipped. He played in 13 games. He started nine at linebacker uh, and in the Bills playoff game against Jacksonville. So he had 569 defensive snaps and only 96 special team snaps. Mm. Uh, he played nine games in 2018 for the Bills when he officially lost his starting job to uh, Matt Milano. They've been back and forth. It's, it's starting in that position through 2017, the first half of 2018 before uh, Milano took over. Hmm. Went on to re-sign with the Pats and went on to win a Super Bowl uh, as a special teamer with New England that in 2018, and that was the end of his career. No, special teams is a blink yeah, for me. That's weird. I'm I'm I, I can almost see this guy in my head, but I cannot. Right. And the school won't help Scott, I don't think, here, because it's an undrafted guy out of North Dakota State. So I don't think that's going to help anyone. Uh, so we'll give the answer here. The name no. will ring a bell once I say it. It is Ramon Humber. Uh, Ramon Humber. Yep. Humber All right. Humber. That's what I always Good call old. them. <laughs> As you should. Um, all right. We'll go back a decade now to 2012. Blank becomes Bill's insurance policy. Quarterback Blank remains on the roster today since the Bills apparently do not want to face the New York Jets on September 9th with newly acquired Tavares Jackson, who barely knows any plays, uh, rest in peace, Tavares, uh, as the only healthy option behind starter Ryan Fitzpatrick. Blank helped his cause by directing three scoring drives in the exhibition finale in Detroit on Thursday. Sorry, I'm hung up on the fact that I'm hung up on the fact that Tavares Jackson is dead. Oh, yeah, I think it was a car accident a few years back. Yeah, 2020. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Wow. Well, yeah. Rest yeah. in peace. Um, so yeah, this guy was the Bills backup QB in 2011 and 2012. He played seven games. He started zero though. Um, the Vikings had picked him in the seventh round in 07 out of coastal Carolina. Uh, he never played for them, but he did start 11 games for Kansas city in 2008, which is the good news for him. The bad news is he went one in 10 in those 11 starts. <sighs> Oof. Man, backup, backup, um, Morning uh, guys are are getting us back up, this. back up to Fitz. I would have I would have been calling for this guy's head. I, I would have been <laughs> calling for him the whole season. Um, who could it be? Bubby Brister. <laughs> yeah, out of retirement. No, I don't know. I'm lost. <laughs> the answer is uh, 
Tyler Thigpen. Tyler Thigpen. Noted Bill. Yes, noted Bill. He did. I think his big highlight was playing catch on the sideline and not paying attention, having and he got throw the ball right at his helmet. <laughs> That's right. That's so, right. I might have guessed that. Yeah. All right. I should have given that as a hint, and maybe that would have gotten over the top. Um, this is our frustration headline of the day. Uh, 2009. Blank makes a good first impression. I watched him. He was in there, said Coach Dick Geron. I thought he looked quick, fast off the ball. Quite frankly, I was more pleased than I thought I'd be. I thought his legs would be heavy. But he came off the ball and got to the edge a couple of times. Aaron Maben. Aaron Maben is correct. That was the easy 2009 disappointing rookies. He's the place you look. All right. 2008. Bill's blank finally shows promise in third season named Nickel Corner. Uh, With blank, the number one thing with him is he lost his mom early and hurt his hamstring. So his rookie season was pretty much wiped out, said Dante Whitner. So that year, he pretty much spent the majority of time on special teams and on scout team. He didn't have the opportunity to learn the defenses that we were putting in each week, and he's gotten better week in and week out. Hmm. What was the year? Uh, 2008. Uh, 2008. This is a, yep. Nickel. Yep. Is it, is it Reggie Corner? It's not Reggie Corner, but that's a great guess. He was the Nickel Corner right around that time, either right hmm. before or right after. This is a Liberian-born player. Uh, it was the Bills 2006 round three pick out of Ohio State. Ashton Yabodi. Ashton Yabodi, yes. Yeah, I didn't even get to talk about how he, uh, following the conclusion of his NFL career, worked as the quality control coach for the Wisconsin Badgers football program. Yeah. And then was their senior defensive analyst in 2019. But he's currently Purdue's cornerback coach, and having watched Purdue's opener against Penn State, he's doing a great job of teaching them how to hold wide receivers um, which they did pretty much every down. Uh, that was a crazy game. If you guys ended up watching that. Um, all right. 2001. Um, you know, I, I will give the hint, but you're just going to go through the usual name the Bills running back from this time period and see what sticks. 2001. <laughs> X Bills running back blank cut by Titans. Uh, Jeff Fisher said probably the most difficult one thus far would be that of blank. Blank is a really nice person, a hard worker. In retrospect, he didn't get a chance. So I apologize to him for that. There's nothing fair about the business oftentimes. That was probably the hardest one because we moved him to fullback and he got some work. It's hard to evaluate a player in his position based on the amount of time he had. So start Sean rattling Bryson? off the names. of uh, Sean Bryson is one name. That's not the one, but he was he's <laughs> in the same ilk. All right. Uh, Sammy Morris. Yeah, I get Sammy Morris out of the way. He yeah. was also. I, I like how you said that. Like you just it's like when I already know my child isn't going to go upstairs and brush her teeth. And I'm like, but I have to tell her to do it anyway. So we can get it started the whole process of me having to get to yelling, you know, like she's like, you're never going to make it easy on me. Paul's like, you're never going to fucking there's no, there's running no backs, way. guys. Yeah, just, you know, you're going to have to name. No Bryson way we're going to get. We'll get we'll get There's Antoine no Smith we out of the way too. So I was we, literally just gonna say Antoine Smith. <laughs> he was literally coming out of my mouth. That could be Antoine. Uh, if you're going Travis, off the, what about Travis uh, Henry? Did he ever yeah. play for the Titans and not make it? Uh, he did play for the Titans, but he did make it, and that was okay. after his Bills career. But that was not, Later, not a yeah. bad guess. Um, it wasn't clear. Uh, this is the one guy I think we haven't mentioned. Larry, the Bills leading Larry rusher. Centers. Larry, Larry Centers. centers. Sam Gash. Sam Gash. These guys, are, those guys are more traditional fullbacks. This guy's a running back who converted to fullback. Oh, excuse me. <laughs> 1998, round five, uh, picked by the Bills out of North Carolina, who was the Bills' leading rusher in 1999. Oh, God. 
So that had been their last playoff year. He'd been it playing, would have been. He started the playoff game against the God Titans. damn it. I can, yeah, Flutie, Rob Johnson, and and this guy. I would have I would have been a fan of his, and I can't think of it. All right. Well, we'll make sure you yeah, guys add his name to your rotation of the late 90s, early 2000s running backs. Jonathan Linton. Jonathan Linton. Yep. Damn it. It's all right. Sorry, We're, Jonathan. It's a bit of a challenge. On These have been some challenging headlines. You guys are pulling through. All right. 1999. Blank. Braces for pink slip. Uh, I don't know what's going to happen, said Blank. The Bills starter at center since Ken Hall retired after the 1996 season. I'm looking at what like at it like whatever happens, happens. If I get cut, hopefully some other team picks me up. Maybe it won't happen right away. It might be midseason. If somebody gets hurt, you're always an injury away from playing. I can see that happening. Uh, mm. The good news for his players, he was not cut. Instead, he was moved to right guard while Jerry Ostrowski took over at center. This was a uh, round six pick by the Bills in 1996 out of Notre Dame. And since we talked about the, the the Music City uh, Miracle game, I will note one of my favorite stories about this player. His last game as a Bill was Music City Miracle. Uh, left tackle John Fina imagined only two series on his sore knee. So this guy had to play left tackle for the first time in his career for most of the game. Uh, and this article notes while Jamie Nails was attempting to play right guard. So I guess Jamie didn't fare too well. Um, but my story here is that Rob Johnson, in an article last year, recalled having his shoe ripped off by the Titans on the last drive of this game. And he said, so they rip off my shoe and blank, uh, threw it into the stands. The ref was telling me to get out of the game because of my shoe. I said, are you going to give me a timeout? He said, no. So I snapped the ball. (laughs) Rob played without a shoe because this player, just trying to get the shoe off the field, had flipped the shoe into the stands. Yeah, we're probably trying to get Doug Flutie under the field. (laughs) I I, I don't think I can rule that out. um, Wow, I'm not going to be able to guess who this is, but this is great so far. Yeah, uh, let's see. He's uh, he's he's the American dream of of Bill's players. Oh, uh, so it, it would be a, a Rhodes. Or would it be a Cody or a Dusty? Yeah. Dusty Ziegler. Dusty Ziegler. I there knew Frank go. would get there once he got the Dusty. Oh, man. All right. Last one. This is our third straight week of a Bill's early 90 linebacker signing a contract. Uh 1992, Blank strikes at Rich in Bills packed. Buffalo Bills uh, linebacker Blank became the NFL's highest paid defensive player Monday night, sources said, when he signed a three-year contract worth about $2 million per season. He will be available to play in Sunday's season opener against the Los Angeles Rams. How appropriate. Biscuit. Biscuit, Cornelius Bennett. Since it was right. uh, tally last week and Conlon the week before, week before I figured yeah. Yeah, uh, that would be it. Um, so yeah, that was, uh, this day in Bill's headlines. We'll pretend it's still September 1st here on September 7th. Uh, and on September 7th, it's, first of all, thank you again, uh, Paul for, for doing that segment. And we didn't have time last week to properly thank Scott for putting together a wacky schedule, which is always a lot of fun. Um, and so I just really wanted to thank you guys because you guys, this, the entire back half of the show. And I think it's the reason that the seven porn bots still tune in is for this segment. So, um, (laughs) Here's some weird shit. The Bills are favored on the road <laughs> against the Super Bowl champions in week one. Uh, they're two and a half point favorites, which complicated betting ideas make me believe that they want people to bet on the Rams. Because if you're at home and you're if you're a home dog and you're the Super Bowl champions, it seems like that's there to generate the idea that like that's a bad 
like that's a bad play, but that also means that they think the Bills might really win. So uh, I don't really know what the hell to do with that. I, I, I mean, we have gotten used to the Bills being favored in all the games. Um, we have had, you know, uh, road favorites and all that, but like to go against the largely the exact same team um, as the as the year before that just won the Super Bowl. Um, and then to be two and a half point favorites against them, that's that's something else. Um, I'll just start with my thoughts on the game. I, I, to, I had said that I was thinking out loud the other day on Twitter, and I just realized, like, I think I think for the Bills to win this game, it's going to be tackling because I think you're not really with, with the corners. Uh, the the Bills are, are are obviously thin at corner potentially, depending on what these these young guys do. Um, and I think what is going to happen is you just know that the Rams are going to get their passes in. They're going to get their touches. And what it's going to be about is stopping them from getting the yards after catch. It's going to be about containing them where they are and limiting that damage. Because I think the one way to beat the Bills is ball control. And the other way that we talked about is going to be how the Rams will probably try and do it, which is to just go toe to toe with the Bills offense and see if you can outgun them. I don't really think that. I mean, Aaron Donald obviously is very disruptive on the defensive line, but I think Allen and them have answers for him, which isn't to say that he won't have an impact, but I, I don't really see a reason the Bills shouldn't be able to score points. Um, even if, even if, you know, Dar- Donald gets his, his licks in here and there, um, you know, so what it's going to come down is to how, how much can you limit or slow down the, the, the Rams offense. And you know what, like, that now is the time, no better time like the present than to start getting used to the idea of creating pressure on Matthew Stafford. And, you know, hopefully Von Miller um, is specifically up for this game. Um, I think Scott mentioned last week that he wasn't like through and through an all pro every week last year. But hopefully this is one of the games that he's ready to show up for. And any time that the young guys want to start establishing themselves as excellent players, uh, that would be great, too, because I really think it's going to be about pressure up front and then tackling. Not, it's not that they're not going to score points. It's not. It's that you don't want the seven-yard catch to turn into a 27-yard catch. And, you know, that's probably going to be more important than usual this week. So I guess since I've given the analysis, I don't know. I think the Bills are going to lose this game. I think the Bills are going to lose a close game. It'll be 30 to 27. I think they'll play very well. I think this week it'll be like, okay, no one will really come off of the Bills as Super Bowl favorites this week, but I'm worried that in the in the combination of the coming weeks, it might be that this is just one of those games where, okay, you you lost to the Rams. Now you've got to kind of go out and make it up against the Ravens. Like that's a that's a win that you need to, to add somewhere else. And with the first seven games being as tough as they are, I'm worried that that might be the case. I, I just, you know, I don't have any particular reason. I think the two and a half point line is a great line. I think that's exactly about how close this game will be. And, you know, it, I wouldn't be surprised if, the, if after all this fanfare, the Bills came out and and lost a close one. Um, I'm certainly not ruling out the fact that they can win. So let's go to Paul first and then we'll finish with Scott. Yeah, I'll, I'll go in the exact order that Frank did, uh, starting with the, the line being two and a half. It is odd uh, to be a road favorite uh, against the Super Bowl champions. Uh, on the season opener when they're raising the banner and doing all that fun stuff. The last time that a road team won in this situation was the Chiefs over the Patriots in 2017, which ended up having nothing to do with the rest of the season because the Patriots went on to win another Super Bowl. Um, And especially because it's not like the Rams did a 
Florida Marlins late 90s style stripping of the team. You know, they lost Von Miller in free agency. Robert Woods, they trade away and Andrew Whitworth retired, but they replaced them with Bobby Wagner and Alan Robinson and, and a guy named Joe Noteboom, who I'm not familiar with, but the other two guys are are decent. So I think they're a really good team, the Rams still. And so the fact that the Bills are favored in this game just shows you how much national respect there is uh, for Buffalo. I think Frank also points out where the biggest key matchups are. Both teams are a little thin eight cornerback right now. And both teams have exceptional wide receivers and both teams are going to have to rely heavily on how much pressure their stars up front and their depth guys up front can create. Aaron Donald is going to be in on Josh Allen at points during this game. That is completely unavoidable. Uh, you just hope that the interior line and that uh, Aaron Cromer, the, the offensive line coach has a good strategy for trying to lessen the impact that he's going to have on the game. I think that Josh Allen's going to try and get the ball out quickly. I think you're going to see him roll out a bit to try and get away from Donald in the pressure. I do, except for Ramsey, there's really not much else going on uh, with the Rams. You know, uh, Troy Hills is, has some experience, but you, then you're looking at David Long and Robert Rochelle. I think the Bills will be able to take advantage of those guys. Um, you know, so I, I think there's going to be some opportunities in the pass game. The problem is I think the Rams have those same opportunities. Um, I think it's easy to say turnovers are going to be the difference in this game. That won't shock me. Uh, both Allen and Stafford are known for being a little bit turnover prone. So that could be a thing. Um, but yeah, I think this is going to be an exciting game. Like Frank, I think it's going to be a high scoring game. The score I predicted is almost the exact same one that Frank did. I also have the Rams emerging victorious. I have them winning 31 to 29 uh, in this one. Yeah, I think I'm going to take the bills. All right. Uh, as I said, uh, yeah. said, said a week ago, I'm, I'm, I'm picking the bills to win the Super Bowl, and I'm going to go ahead and continue. I think, I think that starts with a three and one start to the season. I don't think it's going to be perfect. I think it'll be tough to be, to be perfect. Obviously I agree that 17 and 0 is going to be impossible, but or very near impossible, but the, um, the Rams are very beatable to me. Like I understand there's going to be a lot of emotion, but that emotion kind of for them, that works against them to my mind. Like they, they're the ones who are going to come in disrespected, feeling on their home turf, having to defend their thing. If things go start going South early, then they're going to feel all sorts of mental pressure on themselves that they were, you know, th this was their chance to prove to the league that they're not one and done. And that Von Miller wasn't, wasn't the difference in the season. And that that could, that that's going to blow up in their faces. So I could see that I could see it getting off the rails a little quick. I think, Stafford, um, I think Stafford's someone who you can get to. I think Von Miller can get to him. Um, hopefully the rest of the defensive line has, has also been, you know, taking notes at Von Miller school. Um, obviously, you know, some things you can't replicate, but uh, hopefully the, you know, the, the, the technique, which, which Miller plays with, it can be, you know, something that, that starts spreading amongst the defensive ends. And, and hopefully that catches up to, to Stafford. I think the Bills are going to stack, stack Stafford more than Donald's and the rest of the Van Rams defensive line is going to get to Allen. Um, so I think that means the Bills stay on the pace. The Rams fall behind, fall behind the, the, the uh, fall behind the sticks too often. Um, so I think I, I, I think the Bills aren't going to run away with it, but I think I like the Bills 35-27. Um, all right. Of course, now we all hope uh, Scott is right, and because uh, you know our predictions tend to be off a little bit, you can expect a three-three tie. 
that's how this game is yeah. going to play out. So. Yep, I think that's probably how it'll go. Uh, you know, I I think it'll you, probably be it'll, a very rusty first game, and both teams will have trouble. Yeah, nine seven something like that. That'll be uh, exactly it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think you'll find that um, you know, if you bet on the Bills every week this year, you're you're probably going to end up in the positive. I think that you know it's gonna it's a it's not a bad beat to take the Bills, and I think Paul and I predicting the scores we did are really just sort of like. We're flipping the coin here. We don't, yep. you know, it's, 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 they could play the exact same game that Paul and I are thinking they'll play. And there's a missed field goal somewhere. And that's the difference. So uh, let's hope for that. Uh, we uh, will be starting our weekly routine. Here we go. Yeah. We're going to start trying to do this weekly. Uh, in, <laughs> and we in, start with a landmark podcast next time. Is it two nine? Is it, are we at, let me really. This is 299. The one we're doing today. I know that since I, I number them as I go. Uh, <laughs> um, but yeah, we're going to, we're our first review episode will be episode 300. Uh, it will have a shiny foil cover. Uh, <laughs> it'll be an extra dollar and there will be variants. Um, and you'll want to put it in a bag and board very quickly and send it to be graded, um, by the grading companies so that you can have a million dollars. Each, each one there. will have a different, different Frank intro for each variant. Each right, different exactly. will have a different, different Frank intro. You have to collect all five. And as far as I'm concerned, you don't even need to download it. Just go ahead and get the NFT of the podcast, and then that'll be worth <laughs> millions and millions. Um, so, yeah. We should start our own NFT. Just to, yeah. our own crypto. You know, like, we'll just give us a million. Everybody give us a million dollars, and then you can you can have uh, our, our bills bucks or whatever we're going to call them. And, and then when our company goes under... You know, what can we say? Um, all right. Well, thank you so much for listening. This is all really cool. I'm really excited. The next time uh, that we talk on, on this podcasting stuff, we will have watched a football game uh, featuring the Buffalo Bills, no less, and uh, have things to say about it. So thank you so much for listening. Until next time, my name is Frank. I'm Scott. I'm Paul. Good night, everybody. <laughs>